We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. The Vale Podcast, driven by pioneer Ford Robinvale. It's worth the drive. The name Phil Egan, or Philip Egan, is one that's really well known around the Robinvale area. There's a couple of them and they both seem to strive for something big and get there. You might remember Phil Egan who played 124 VFL games for Richmond and one for Melbourne and he was drafted from Robinvale. You might also know a young man by the same name who grew up in the Vale and he's danced his way around the world, most recently returning from London's West End. Young Phil was in Robinvale recently to perform as part of the launch of the Robinvale Youth Performing Arts Centre Feasibility Study launch and we managed to catch up with him for just a few minutes at the Robinvale Community Arts Centre. Here's Phil. Phil Egan, welcome back to Robinvale. How um, how exciting to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. You're only uh, only back for the day or so though, aren't you? Yes. You going to play golf? Yes, I am. Good day for it. Yes, Nice. (laughs) Hey, um, you came here to to perform for us today about the Robinvale Youth Performing Arts Centre feasibility study that was done by Functional. Did you have anything to do with the with the study itself, or do you just have your finger in the functional pie? Yeah, no, yeah. So that's yeah, (laughs) sums it up. (laughs) Um, G um, or Gerard, I call him G. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He gets me to to perform um, a few gigs here and there when he does a lot of projects here in Robinvale. And you you were here not long ago with. Oh, I suppose that was two years ago now with Demi. That was the last time I saw you perform. Yes. You've been off performing in London yes. of late. Yes. So the, earlier this year, I think it was in May, we hit London um, on the West End for five, six weeks and um, came back to Melbourne for three weeks and then head off to Singapore. And then now I'm back in Australia. And now you're back at the 3549. Yes, 3549. <laughs> And now you're doing, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot right now. Okay. You performed your hip hop track just then. Yes. Can we play that on the podcast? We need your permission and I'm recording you. Uh, Yes, so the dance track or the other? No, your hip hop track. The rap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, can I play that? Yeah, do you want me to rap it? No, you don't have to now. Is it recorded somewhere? No, it's not not pre-recorded. It's awesome. Do you want to give us a little bit now? Um, Okay. Yeah, Uh, go. So the verse or the chorus? Oh, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Both. Go, okay, I'll go to the verse. First verse to the chorus. Sure. Okay. Like I told you before, we're lucky going with the flow, making options are free. Don't want to wrap my head around a tree. I want to live my life to the garden full of someone to breathe every minute. Hence, set my whole body free. I'm walking downtown. It's a beautiful day. Through my problems in the sea. Kelly Slater's loving it because the waves are peaking. And I am seeking for the white girl by my side who wouldn't keep any problems on the back of her mind. And I'm so right. And I feel good coming straight out of the hood. Who wouldn't after you reach a goal when you know you would have the heart to carry on, have the strength to live on, live on, how to understand. Understand why some people still racist. Yeah, we got different color faces. I got boys, got friends, got family all around the world, different nationalities. Hey, 3549, Phil E's on the grind. 35 double O, Phil E's coming home. Hey. Woo! I love that. Yeah. That is awesome. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. We need to get that recorded. 
Because that could honestly be the theme song for the Vale, the Vale podcast. <laughs> for the Vale podcast. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fine. Sure. I just didn't even have thought of that. No, well, I, I've just thought of it. We'll get G onto it. He's the artistic director at Functional. You've got yes. your finger in that pie as well. So make it happen, G. <laughs> make it happen, G. <laughs> um, tell us, what's what's next um, on your schedule? Um, okay, so I've... Just got a job, actually. A real um, job? Yeah. Yes, a real I'm not job. the dancer. No, like, no but yeah. yeah. So, it's not a real job, but yes. um, It's called, it's the Red Dress Scheme. So they need a male um, a support officer for oh. the stolen generation that's been through child sex abuse. Brilliant. Yeah. Wow. Um, is that something that, um, that you heard a lot about growing up? From your family and your elders? Yeah, uh, yes, definitely. So, you know, I'm pretty well known in, in intergenerational trauma and um, mm. um, I kind of, I guess, um, passionate about it as well, mm. you know, especially coming um, you know, fr- from a small town called Robinvale. Mm. And, you know, um, but other than that, um, I, after you know, receiving the confirmation of that job, um, still dancing, I'm, dance, I'm doing workshops in Melton and Werribee, mm. um, f- trying to unite the Aboriginal community and the African community. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. So, I'm pretty full on yeah, busy. You're yeah, you're busy, aren't you? Yes. So, I guess um, that, when you're talking about your workshops, and congratulations on the job, that's yeah, just, it you. takes a special kind of person to... To take all that on, yes, because um, that's a that's yeah. a, an awful topic. And uh, yeah. I actually listened to um, Uncle Jack Charles on a Jack podcast, Ch- um, nice. yeah, a little while ago. And he was just on the project, and the way he tells his story, yeah, about the stolen generation, just there you go, has you in tears yep. from the get go. And it's just we look at it now in 2019 and go, this is just repugnant and it's yeah. abhorrent. And how could this ever happen? But it did yeah, exactly. It, it did. did, and and I don't know how it's it's part of history. Yes, um, it is part of history. But Australia is starting to recognise it, which is you know it's, it's, that's you know I guess for Aboriginal people that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I suppose the next thing after that is treaty for Victoria. And yes, we'll, we'll catch up with Thelma about that um, at some stage in the next couple of weeks as well. Um, but it's so amazing to see all these things happen. I'm an advocate for. For everyone working together in all cultures, particularly in a town like Robinvale, yep. thirty-five forty-nine, <laughs> we should have, um, we should be embracing cultures like, yeah. you know, you're part Aboriginal, part Tongan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. So tell us about how, how <laughs> that was growing up. Ah, uh, okay. Because you would have been a kid of the no- late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah early nineties. So I was born in eighty-nine. Yep. Yep. So I guess growing up for me was, uh, it was hard, you know, being, I guess torn from two different cultures because I, my old man left when I was, you know, I guess five mm. and, you know, my Aboriginal family um, raised me mm. and, you know, the as bad as it sounds, you know, the, the Tongan kids here was, uh, were like, well, you're not Tongan, you're Tongan, you're just Abo, mm. you know, and to, to, to me, you know, I'm 100% on both, you know, mm. I'm 100% Tongan, 100% Aboriginal. Yeah. Where but 100% Australian. Yes, exactly. You know? So the thing is that... um. Uh, yeah, I was torn in, but like in my head, I, I knew well what I was, mm. and you know who who both my parents, who, who they are. So, mm. um, mad love for both cultures, mm. um, even though you know one side tore the other one apart. But mm. um, 
in my heart, I always knew who I was. Yeah. And it, it certainly appears as if you know who you are now. Your yeah. uh, dance routine earlier was incredible. And I was Thank you very having, much. A, having a conversation earlier. You see YouTube clips of your performances in London on the West End, which are absolutely spectacular. Thank spectacular. You. But then you come back here to Robinvale. Yeah. And it's like you've got this... Um, I don't know. It's like there's this something special because you're surrounded by your own mob and your own family and I don't know whether it's... Do you feel different when you perform Yeah, I I definitely feel um, 10 times... I I think I get more tired performing here back home because I I put a lot, I guess, more effort than I guess some... What? I don't you know. You put more effort into performing in Robinvale yeah, than you do on London's West I, End. Yeah, I, yeah. You heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. And it's, it's, it's hard when you do traditional as well and when it's slow and you Because yeah, traditional um, dancing, it, it's it's different. It, for some reason, to me, it, it, it puts a lot of work in my body for some mm. reason. Don't mm. know why, but yeah, my legs get a good workout. Yeah, and it, well, there's a lot of... There's a lot of Squatting and a lot of lunging yeah. and a lot of being still and you know those yeah. movements that are that are you know very obviously indigenous dance which yeah. is brilliant and we see that now with and this is what I love about living in 2019 we're seeing people like Sydney Stack doing his war dance you know in the indigenous yeah. round and things like that and real and that kid can move yeah you, you know there's competition Represent. for you there yeah. and he can play footy too. But, you know, and, and that people see that. And the guy that's on um, Mitch Tambo that's on yes. Australia's Got I've, Talent. I've, Do you know him? I've, yeah, I've done a few um, Aboriginal dance gigs with him, corporate gigs. So. Amazing. Yeah. His performance, his Golden Buzzer performance Represent on AGT. Represent my brother boy. Amazing. And yeah. things like that have gone viral and people are going, this is, it's spiritual, it gives me goosebumps and it's just, it does, it stirs something else. And I heard somebody else, um, I think she was even a tourist just down at the, at the caravan park earlier. Yes. Yeah, say that yeah. this is this is amazing and yeah. she had goosebumps and she was tearing. So yeah. it, it does really now, in this day and age, yes, there's still that racist undertone which, which makes me sick and, it, you know, yeah. I'm sure you experience that probably still every day, which yeah. is awful. But there's also now this this overtone that's taking over in this wave of people really embracing Australia's first people because yes. it's a culture that's 60,000 years old, older yes. in some cases. Yep. <laughs> and for people like yourself um, that are doing great things from Robinvale and doing things all over the world to represent not only your culture but your town is yeah. just incredible. So well done. Thank you very much. Do you um, do you feel a pressure with, like, with all that? Do you feel pressure or is this just how oh. you're living life? I don't like for some reason it doesn't really hit me when like when I'm doing it but mm. when like I guess right now when you're talking about it mm. it, it really makes me like it's, it sits me back and go mm. wow like, yeah I come from this place and I've done amazing things yeah. so amazing things and, yeah, and like, still making people feel yes well that's the main thing mm. so mm. yeah doing an amazing thing Phil thank you so much for coming back to Robin Vale it's been a pleasure. We're going to record. I'm going to get Jared onto recording <laughs> 3549 because that's an amazing track. I actually Facebook lived a little bit of it when you were performing before. Oh, awesome. And people started tuning in straight away, which is oh, amazing. Wow. So we'll have to get on and have a look at um, have a look at how that went. But you can check out the Facebook um, for that and for the traditional dance that you did earlier. I videoed a bit of that as awesome. well because, like I said, 
It's just amazing and it's something that needs to be embraced, particularly here and the Robinvale or the possibility of a Robinvale Youth Performing Arts Centre. Oh, that would be amazing. And you could come back here and, and teach and do oh, workshops well, like you're doing yeah, down in Melbourne at the I moment. I would love to. Um, yeah, but before I guess we go, make sure you follow Brothers in Arms Dance Crew on Facebook and Instagram, which is Brothers in Arms 2016. Brothers in Arms 2016. We'll pop it on the website yes, as please. well. We awesome. will do that and the, and the Facebook. Um, Phil, thank you so much. I can't wait to talk to you again when this Robinvale Youth Performing Arts Centre thing oh. really takes off oh. because I'm sure with people like yourself advocating for it, Annabelle Sharman, who's done a, a wonderful job. Yes. Candice is now on board as well. There's a lot awesome. of passion. Thelma's on board as well. You know, there's can't a lot wait. of great brains and a yep. lot of passion here. So um, well done. Thank, thank you. you for coming. We'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thank you. If you'd like to be part of the committee that sees the Robinvale Youth Performing Arts Centre move forward in the near future, please contact us at The Vale Podcast on our website, thevalepodcast.com.au, and we'll put you in touch with the right people. Oh, darling, that's sounding so much better. You can't always tell it straight, but your Ford dealer will. Right now, get the MY19 Everest Trend 3.2 litre four-wheel drive for only $59,990 drive away. Plus, get up to five years of free scheduled servicing. Recommended price. T's and C's apply. See Ford.com.au for details. Now to a gentleman who's well known in this part of the world and not only because he is a gentleman, nor because he won a Group 1 race with his horse Little Dozer, but he's a man of the people, a second generation Robinvale grape grower, father, nonno, and past president of the Robinvale Eagles Football Club at the time of their last premiership in 2010. Welcome to the Vale, Tony Natale. Yes, we've got the unofficial Mayor Romvale here, Tony Natale. Uh, how are you going, Tony? Yeah, very good, Don. That's good. Yeah. good very to nice see you, to have you in, Mr yeah. Natale. Thanks, mate. Hey, you know there's a rule in here. If your phone goes off, you've got to read the text message. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if it goes off, we'll be a dog bark. <laughs> no, um, we're just having a conversation about um, water because you're a, you're a man that wears many hats or has worn yeah. many hats in the past and a wealth of knowledge. And we were talking about uh, the water situation at the moment. And next week, I'm going to try and get uh, Steph Ryan, who's the Shadow Minister for Water. Um, and she's a member over in Euroa, but I have a good relationship with her. We'll have a chat to her. She's a wealth of knowledge about about water and all things that go with it. Because I tell you what, to understand how the whole system works, you'd be reading for about three weeks. The amount of um, things that come across my desk as a councillor, and yep. I'll speak as a councillor, the amount of things that we get to read on water and regulations and the Murray-Darling Authority and the Basin Plan and it is one document will contradict another one and the other one will contradict the next one and it's just uh, – so we'll see if we can get Steph Ryan on. Yeah. Um, I fear you were saying, Tony, that in 1979 when they opened the Dartmouth, Dartmouth yep. there was a plaque saying that the uh, Murray River be drought-proof now. That's Obviously right. uh hasn't worked, has it? Yeah, mm. it was, uh, on completion when they said they built that – uh, well, it started in, I think it started back in 76 and they uh, completed by 79, early 80s. It was going to uh, stall 4 million gigalitres. Yeah. Mm. And uh, they said, as from when when the Dartmouth is full, yep. they believe that the Murray River would be drought proof. Has yeah. it ever been full? 
I think uh, it has, yeah. yeah. It's, it's built uh, not was long that, ago, actually. Yeah, we went those big rains yeah. Yeah, five, six years ago. Yeah, oh, that was, yeah, that was earlier than that. That was... Yeah, that was early on. Yeah, it wasn't. When did we have all that rain? About 2010, 11, Two, somewhere? 2011, yeah. 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 I think it's only eight years ago it was was uh, 98%. But they didn't mm. probably, they didn't you know, put into plan that what was going to get planted, you know, with almonds well, and uh, vines, obviously, and uh, uh, olives and. 59%. 59% now. Yeah, yep. what was it this time last year, Jay? Mm. I think it was at about 79 or something. Hang on, people hang on, about 80. Yeah, I think it was. Give me a tick. I'll I think I think actually I reckon it would have been around about eighty eight percent. Yeah. Do you reckon? Mm, uh, close. Where are we? I yeah. reckon the humes around the same as it was last year, but the Dartmouth's down a heap. Dartmouth so, is, yeah. yeah, this time of year it was it was up uh, three three and a half, and then it dropped off. Obviously, with irrigation into yeah, October, we'll, November, December. Well, we're going to get into does. yeah, we're going to get into our busy time now for irrigating. Mm. At the moment, we're only sitting on thirty three percent in Victoria. So we're not going to be able to water much of that. As of my, uh, Friday, I bought water at eight hundred dollars a meg. So this time last year, we we're paying two hundred, two fifty, mm. if that. So it's insane, isn't it? And my so, husband just said that they, their companies just spent two million on water just to get them through the summer. Two million dollars. Yeah. yeah, which is. But this is why, and this is what I said to him. This is why family farms are dying. Exactly. Who's got two million dollars to spend? Who's yeah. got eight hundred dollars a megalitre oh, to spend on water? No one has. Well, you can't even budget these days, Jay. You sit down for your count and you, you try to budget for the following season coming on. But you can't if you, you don't know you, what water's going to be. Worth. You know, you budget water in at even say three hundred dollars a meg, and then all of a sudden you're paying eight hundred to a thousand. Yeah. Just blows your budget straight out the door. Of course you know, it does. And you've yeah. got to make a profit. Like that's if they spent two million dollars, and yeah, they're a big farm, mm. but that's still another twenty-seven hectares of almonds that they've got to harvest and make before they, they even got, start to break even. They got a cut-off point where they say water's too expensive. We're not going to buy. It. They can't. They got to keep on. They going. can't because yeah. they've got to keep going because they've got you know ten thousand hectares of almonds yeah. in, around Australia. You can't just say, well, we're not going to buy water anymore and let that let the trees die. Yeah, they can't yeah. do it. Yeah, um, with permanent plantings, and unfortunately, that's that's. That's where you, where where we're at mm. now. So there's, yep. you're going to have to stretch your budget and yep. go and get a loan and and hopefully yeah things will get better. But will they get better? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. You well, can go and take all this loan, but then you've got to make that back in profit. You like you've got to get the prices for your avocados, your grapes, and everything comes else. Off that but ten kilo box. Correct. That's what you said yeah. before, Tony. We'll get those rains again. But they haven't put another dam there to catch any more water. So we're going to be in the same boat in five years' time, ten years' time. So when are they going to actually realise we've got to drought-proof Australia and do it properly? Mm. The last yeah. time we did get big rains, back 2010, 11, where mm. it was, mm. at the time here just at the Robinvale Lock, mm. there was a year's supply of water going over the lock, out through to Renmark, through into the, the Adelaide, into the ocean. Yep. Into the ocean. Mm. Now... You know, the the do-gooders and the ones that believe that we don't need another dam. No, we don't. We need it to rain. Yeah. Well, when it does rain and you let it run out to yeah, where the does it go? ocean. Mm. Gotta go, we've got to be able to store Our it Our population's doubled since the Dartmouth was built. Mm. Yeah. Our production of, of uh, all along the Murray River, is, as you can see, millions and millions mm. of trees of almond yep. trees. and it's olives, a multi-billion dollar grain. industry. Mm. Multi-million dollars. Mm. Pumps millions into the economy. Mm, of course it does. Good. And uh, as I say, we've got the climate, we've got the land, Yep. but you need the water. Yeah. And Most if we don't have the water, if we don't have anything else, and then if we don't have the water, you're not going to have to worry about having and, enough labour. And, and you want, but 
it's it's just a flow on effect because if we're not making money on the farms, there's no money being spent in town. Mm. So then the town's going to suffer. It's hard enough to get people to spend money exactly. in town as it is exactly. with retailers. I just, I just recently heard, well, once the report came out this morning, it was uh, temporary water at $800 a meg. Mm. I was just ha- happened to be talking to a wine gro- grower mm. and he is contacting his winery mm. if they don't update his contract of one particular variety yeah. Pull it out. that he reckons uh, he won't be watering it. Yep. Well, I've got wine grapes, Tony, up at uh, my farm in Trentham and uh, we've pulled out Gordos because they're only worth 250 a tonne last year. So we've got rid of those. Chardonnay's only sitting at 350 a tonne. Now, the wineries are playing a pretty cagey at the moment they won't release their figures or their price list until december well that's a bit late because let me know what it is now and if it's worth running the chardonnay i'll, I'll run it but i'm not spending 800 dollars on wine grapes because you're not getting that's a return right. back on it mm. so um you know so at the moment we're playing a waiting game we're only giving them enough water mm. to keep them going and they're shooting out ready to go and the crop looks okay but at eight hundred dollars a meg, you're wasting your time. Mm. Absolute waste your time mm. on wine grapes. Table grapes, you're still making a little bit of a profit out of it. Wine grapes, forget about. Well, you know, yeah, but it'll come a time where we'll get to that stage. Well, our prices are good. Our, uh, in table grapes, exports going well. Yep, and we're getting good returns. It's okay, but then we'll just draw the line as yep. this wine growers told me. Say, so, well, wait a minute, I'm not going to. I can't. You get you you take the risk for one year, mm. obviously, because they're a permanent plant, and, mm. you, and you want to pull through. And just go to yep. survival mode, mm. and just and even if you sacrifice the crop, but just keep the vine yeah. going. Yeah, you'll do that for one season. Mm. You'll do it for two seasons. Mm. But uh, at the end yeah. of the day, there has to there could be a how you'd like to put it a callback is the days of uh, we have to get whatever. Although the, the authorities are telling us. There's not a lot of uh, water held by people that live in Turak or overseas investors. Rubbish. And that is ex- rubbish. exactly what you're saying. Uh, uh, I'd say a bit more than rubbish. <laughs> um, now, you don't hold land on irrigated land, though. Mm. Not, not two acres up in the yeah. Blue Mountains yeah. or yeah. Mount... Oh, that's fine. If you've got a megalitre that comes with you, not... two yeah. to five acres, great. But if, you are, if you're an irrigator yeah. or own land on mm. irrigated uh, property mm. that can be uh, irrigated mm. for produce mm. to be produced, mm. you're entitled to hold two, uh, three megalitres. It used to be back in the old day, three acre foot. Yeah. All the soldier settlement blocks were allocated... For every acre, three acre feet yeah. of water. Yeah, yeah, right. And that was whenever you, if you bought uh, a thirty acre property, mm. you'd have thirty uh, yeah. acre feet yeah. of water. Yeah. Which now that you convert that into megalitres, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Now, as I say, someone that's hold uh, that that can hold fourteen thousand megalitres of water, mm. and live. Yeah, live oh, overseas look. somewhere, and they can hold a grower at ransom and say, oh, look, "Well, you- it's either you pay me there." They couldn't give a damn no. if Australia produces anything. Good on your phone. Um, a- no, and it's you know you hear of people all the time, accountants, financial advisors buying. You know they've got a lot of their money tied up in water, yep. and they own an acre block. In you know, in town, it does, you know, it doesn't matter where it is. They've got no, but they've got a lot of their wealth tied up in water. Jade, and, oh, yeah. uh, you're right. Okay. Sorry, and 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 in saying it, and now I don't believe that, you know, they should they should be just 
take it off. No, mm. there is a there is a price at the moment. It's six thousand dollars a negative. Yeah, but that's it. Yep. If you Buy back. you sell mm. sell that water to the 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 properties that can be irrigated to mm. produce. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and that's it. They're not taking it away from you. They're giving yep. you the opportunity, but to 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 sell. to sell it. Yeah, like the government gave the opportunity to the farmers back when they believed they were doing the right thing of. Oh, okay, if you're not doing too well with, with your farm, yeah. we'll buy the water off you. Yeah. 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 Okay, you buy the water off me and then you'll lease it back to me. That that's didn't happen. They yeah. just bought it off off the grower the and and uh, filling up the Hatter Lakes yep. and mm. some creek where a lizard needs a bit of water. Mm. <laughs> well guys, I just, like I said, I bought a farm in Trenton Cliffs off an old bloke. Yeah, he's seventy eight years old, whatever, and retired. He had hundred and eighty four megalitres of water on the farm. Would mm. not Try to do a deal with the water, would not sell he the water. He wouldn't sell it. See, and that's so you can't buy farms with water. He's retired anymore. to Adelaide. Yep. 184 megs of water, even if he's getting $500 a meg, yep. leasing temporary water, there's 90 grand a year. Yeah. And he's retired sitting in Adelaide, living pretty. 90 yeah. grand. Where are you going to make $90,000 a year? I don't make $90,000. Exactly a year. right. And he doesn't have to work. He can stay at home drinking yeah. coffee all day. But they're stifling the. Productivity of Australia, like exactly, the, we have got the land and and the climate to feed the world, and yep. we've but, got the produce. Like the but, produce is oh, world it's class. Magic. It's magic, but, but yeah. not not without water. Yeah. No, but, well, and as we we alluded to, this, uh, as Donnie alluded to, this one particular guy's he sits back and now he can turn around and say, "Well, bugger it, if I'm not going to get me ninety thousand, mm. I won't well, what exactly. I don't care. Yeah, hang on as long as you care. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll let right. it flow out into this into yeah. the ocean. Mm. Yeah." Oh. When I could do that water right now, so yeah. you got avocados at the moment, Tone. How are they going? Yeah, no good. Yep. Yeah, no, actually, Always into them. Yep. This season's been a, a very good season, good. crop wise. Yep. Price, obviously, uh, uh, price of uh, the more there is about, yeah. the lesser the. Well, the, uh, speaking about uh, price, if we're paying five dollars per avocado in the supermarket, what are uh, you getting? Yeah. yeah. No, no. This <laughs> it's, is well, it's this amazing. Is, it is an amazing yeah. thing yeah. because you see it in the supermarkets yeah. and you go. Five dollars an avocado. I know Tony Natale is not getting five dollars an yeah, avocado, an and I know I know you know Donny Felvo is not getting two dollars a kilo for grapes. No way. No. Unfortunately, that is that is the case. You know, with with no matter what we produce and sell, it's, it's always that middleman yeah. that seems to be making. Mm. You know, if we could get a return on on two dollars <laughs> and for every avocado, Average, you're not even making two dollars an no, avocado. No. no, this year we won't. No. Oh. And yet they're still charging twenty two dollars for right. smashed Avon feta in yeah, South that's Yarra. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I, I was away last week and I seen Australian grapes for nine ninety a kilo. Yeah. Now yeah, when do we see nine ninety a kilo, yeah. Tony? Yeah. No, it's nine ninety a kilo. Imagine if you're you wouldn't be sitting here if you're uh, making ten dollars a box, Jade. You, yeah. yeah. It's you'd it's, be living in Port Douglas. You wouldn't be oh, holidaying you, there. It's like Tony said, the middleman gets richer and we just keep going and. <laughs> I somehow managed to lose the rest of that conversation. Some sort of technical difficulty. But it was interesting and then it turned to footy. So we'll have to get Tony back for another chat down the track because you can rest assured that he'll have another story or two to tell. Our most sincere condolences today do go out to Peter and Robin McIntosh and their family and extended families on the passing of Kate over the weekend. We're all thinking of you at this tragic time, so we're going to end today in silence out of respect for Kate's memory and the respect of the McIntosh family.